Thank you for listening to the 8-Bit to the Future podcast. Please help us continue with the show by liking us on Facebook and following us on Twitter through the handle at 8-Bit to the Future. We appreciate any comments we will receive and we will look to read them out and respond each week on our show. We would also really appreciate if you could leave us an iTunes review. Your support is what keeps this podcast growing and thriving and we hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome to episode two of 8-Bit to the Future. We've got a bit of a Nintendo-themed show today, uh, looking over the games that we're doing. Today we're going to be doing... Uh, our retro game will be Goldeneye, our current game will be Pokemon X and Y, and our future game will be Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze. How do we feel about the Nintendo theme, guys? I've got Shams and Kek with me. How do you feel about it, Kek? Are you I'm excited? Very wrapped. Absolutely wrapped. It's everything I love talking about, so it's beautiful. <laughs> Kek, as you all know, is our resident Nintendo fanboy, so this is a bit of a dream episode for you, isn't it? It is. It Getting is. a bit excited? Just, uh... Oh, dude, I'm going to have to change my pants. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and we're 40 seconds in <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I didn't realise there was a pantsless podcast um, Okay, well, uh, how are we all guys? And good Good? Yeah, good, really good Yeah, loving life Loving life mm-hmm. Loving life Hey, are you pants off loving my life? Or just... <laughs> Not quite pants off It's life. pants off Thursdays Every Thursday, Thursday, every Thursday, pants off. Pants off Thursday. All right, it's a new rule. Well, we're recording this on a Thursday. Um, I'm sure it's not Thursday when they're listening. But but um, you can take your pants off too. You can take your pants off. <laughs> feel, feel, free. feel free. If you're listening to this podcast, <laughs> you know, we didn't have any smut in the last episode, I'm pretty sure. Um, <laughs> we saved we can, it all for this. We're, we're, <laughs> we're, today. we're five minutes in. We're already talking about pants and the like, so that's fantastic. It's already been five minutes. No. It's going to be a long episode today. <laughs> Judging by the last one. Yes. Uh, anyway, <clears throat> let's have a chat. What have we been playing, guys? Kek, what have you been playing? I've been um, actually recently downloaded um, Gex on uh, the PlayStation. Gex. And uh, Gex 3D also on the PlayStation. Is that Enter the Gecko? Is that, um, is that... No, so that's Gex 3D. Gex is 3D. Um, okay. But the, the, the original one was a side-scroller. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Side-scrolling platformer. I don't think I played the original one. I played the 3D one. Yep. Do you remember how heavily marketed that was oh, back yeah. in the PS1 yep. days? Like, I think that was on all over TV. Like, uh, he was wearing sunglasses and a suit. Yeah. Do you remember those yeah, ads? Yeah, I played it a lot. But, I mean, to be fair, it's really similar to Croc. So, I think... Um, oh, I'd like the the main characters look pretty similar. They do. Croc. One's a lizard, one's a, 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 crocodile. a crocodile. So either way, <laughs> one's a keg. Both amphibians. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Gex 3D was actually based on, I guess, sort of not not necessarily movies, but t- very sort of TV themed. So oh. like they had different stages. So like the first one was like a Toon World, oh. and he had he's sort of dressed in his in his sunnies and a and a What's that? Like the, the suits? Yeah, what are they called? He um, was the original Man in Black, wasn't he? Except he was, he was like a, a Gex in Black. Yeah. On so, that note, have you been approached to play Keck 3D? Enter <laughs> the Kecko. I've never played that. Enlighten um, <laughs> me on what that is. <laughs> what about you, Shams? What are you um, going to play? I have been playing Uncharted 3. <laughs> Uncharted? You've been working your way through that series, haven't you? I know. It's just taking me a really long time, but I love it. It's so much fun to play. Um... And uh, I, how far am I? I'm probably in like chapter 13 or so. 13, right? Yeah, so I'm making my way through it. But um, 
Um, I mean, my favourite of the Uncharted series so far is definitely the second one. The second one, yeah. That's that's a pretty common opinion, actually. Yeah. I think the second one is viewed as the uh, the holy grail of Uncharted games thus far, although there is another one coming out on PS4 oh, yeah. down the track, which is very exciting. We so, may even do a future episode on that yeah. uh, when we have a little bit more information than what we have now that's scant. Which is basically nothing. Yeah, they had, they had a very that scant trailer. trailer. teaser trailer? Teaser trailer, I did enjoy that, but... Um, and what else? I played a little bit of Assassin's Creed, but I won't talk too much about that. Uh, I think we'll probably it'll probably be like one of our future games coming up. So you mean Black Flag? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, leave it at that. Right. So what about you, Willow? What are you up to? I was just going to ask you about Uncharted. Uh, what do you think? How does it rate compared to the other ones you've played? Um, have you played uh, the early one? The the first one was it Drake's Fortune? I think it was and. I think you've played the Vita one. You've told me that yeah, as well. Yeah, I've played Golden Abyss. Yeah. Um, but I've played... I, I started the first one, but then for some reason I jumped to the second, completed mm. the second, and then went straight to the third. Yep. And um, so I've done it a bit out of order. And I played the Vita one in the middle of that. But um, I really liked the third one. Like, it was a bit odd getting into, like... Drake as a child mm-hmm. and kind of connecting it with that level and yeah that's right of, I do remember it goes back yeah it, it, it kind of, the narrative kind of jumps all over the place yeah it kind of is like a little bit of an origin story and it's kind yep. of it's a bit weird like being doing like what Drake does in the present but as a child because it's like I don't know it's I mean he's he's pretty he's a little bit of like a a rat bag of a kid but yes. you kind of you feel sorry for him and you just, I don't know, it just feels more comfortable when you're doing it as an adult. Yeah, I think he's more likable as an adult. He, he kind of seemed like a little shithead kid for me. But Yeah, but not even that. Like, you just feel a bit sorry for him. Just, like, he's... He's he's like an orphan and yeah, he's out like stealing. Look at me picking on him, picking, <laughs> picking on the shithead orphan kid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. God, get some parents. <laughs> oh god. Oh. Well, that dude's that got awkward. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, I was defending him a minute ago. <laughs> Let's just all remember that. Well, that escalated quickly. <laughs> um. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, yeah. What have you been playing? I've been playing, and this is well for. People who don't know me, which I'm assuming is most of the uh, <laughs> listeners, I'm a bit of an insomniac, so I struggle to sleep. I struggle to wake up in the mornings as a result of this. Um, but something that's been really helping me wake up in the mornings, it's not coffee, it's not a morning jog. I've been waking up every morning and playing a quick, intense bout of Hotline Miami. And damn it, that gets me going. <laughs> it's a really good game. And it's something about the adrenaline and the... Jeez, you need to be precise in that game to get things done. It's... Very fast pace. You will, you will die thousands of times playing the game, and that and that's the norm. But it's very difficult. Very little margin for error. There, I would argue that there is none. Yes, mm. you pretty much just you're have to dream on it. Spot on. Yeah. And if you misclick, you're done. But Hotline Miami, I, I, I look I, at the moment. I'm up to chapter six. I think I got up to today. I've been playing it every day. I'm thoroughly enjoying it. You can get it on quite a few platforms. You can get it on PS3, PS3 Steam. Steam. Is it available on Xbox as well? Or? Uh, I'm pretty sure, yes. I would say so. You think so? Yeah. Okay. Um, I've been playing it on Vita, actually, which is a bit of fun because I I wear pretty baggy pants, so I carry my Vita around with me quite a bit, and I've been whipping it out for a few quick uh, Hotline <laughs> Miami sessions, whipping it out. I had to whip it out of my pants. Everything's pants were out of there. <laughs> like a keck trying I, I had to <laughs> hold myself back <laughs> then. And, um, Seriously, if he... If he shaking he, with We've the done effort. the right thing. If Keck bit his tongue any harder, then he would have drawn blood. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> Already drawn blood, unfortunately. Um, okay. I do want to say about um, speaking of, Miami, though. Speaking of blood, it is brutal. Like, the... 
killing and they're decapitating and the dogs attacking you and the. Oh, that's one thing I just can't get past. Is like I can't believe you have to kill dogs. I mean, I know they're like Dobermans or whatever, but still, there's... they don't have names and they're not wearing a collar. <laughs> so that makes it okay. <laughs> to me, right. to me, they're wild dogs. Wild it's dogs. It's either the them and or look, me. Look, I'm glad we've established what the line is now. Exactly. <laughs> now, if you if you're in a room full of guys, you got to sneak through, and a rabid dog comes at you. Are you just going to let it eat you? And you're holding a crowbar. What are you going to do? And you've got that crowbar in your hand. You're breaking into someone's house. You're yeah, breaking into someone's place. So it's kind of if like... If someone broke the... into your house, would your dog not attack them? Of course, but would, <laughs> oh. would I expect the attacker to not attack my dog? So, if you, so, so you'd be... So <laughs> you want people to break into your house and attack your dog? No, but I'm just looking at it from his point of view. <laughs> He's defending the criminal, basically. <laughs> well, anyway, finally, I... you know, it's about time. What I did want to say is you can't talk about Hotline Miami and not talk about the music. Oh, now, good. even though it does get very repetitive, but I tell you what, some of those songs, especially the song, it's look it up if you're interested. It's called Hydrogen. You know the name yeah, of the song? Yeah, it's called wow, Hydrogen. It is a big fan, right? Yeah. Now, I don't know. It's it, it's M.O.O.N. So it's moon. moon. But I don't know if they're pronounced moon or if they're pronounced. Yeah. If you M. know, it's M. I don't know how it is. So either way, it's moon. I love It's Hydrogen by Moon. I love me a good acronym. Listen to that, and it gets stuck in my head every single time I play the game. I purposely go back and play Chapter 3 just for that song. Now. Okay, well, Hello Miami is fantastic, but look, let's get into what the listeners are all here for and the reason we're doing this podcast. Let's be honest. Let's just get right into it. Flappy Bird. (laughs) (laughs) Now, since our last podcast, this game's actually been pulled. You can't get it anymore. Done. I've gone pants. I've gone flip it out. I've gone pulled. I'm sorry. (laughs) Anyway, the game's game's gone. (laughs) Taken down by, was it Dong Nguyen or? Yep. You pulled it. Uh, okay, <laughs> fantastic. Yeah, um, we, we should just set an innuendo tally. I think Kex in the lead. That's three. <laughs> Dong Yuan pulled it. No, sorry, that's two. That's one. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, Yuan, um, he was going to pull it. <laughs> that's not. That's not innuendo. That's just a very good point. <laughs> I'm impressed with that one. I, I was disappointed. Um, we had a, we had a couple of reader emails and comments but a reader listener you don't read podcasts uh (laughs) listener comments and emails but we didn't get anybody uh posting any scores that were higher than the bar that sham set of tube because that was that was was, uh, maybe that was too lofty for them to handle mine keck's pointing to himself right now i have a bone to pick with you we discussed mine keck i have a bone to pick with you about flappy bird go for it now on last week's podcast um you did mention that it's the competitive factor of Flappy Birds where everybody's so excited yeah. and people posting their scores on Facebook and you mock them for doing it. Now, I was on your Facebook page the other day and... Oh, you, <laughs> can, I, can I just say, Keg, I started opening his mouth to defend himself before I even finished this point. But let me just say, there was a post, a joke posted about Flappy Birds. Someone wrote and you made a joke about the, uh, the game and you posted an image of your score for everybody to see. We'll put it up on our Twitter page later on. We should, and this will be the one to be beaten. But I'm please just, explain yourself, Kek. I'm just defending myself here, but... Okay, so <laughs> it was just a regular afternoon, and I'm sitting there, and I was... Once upon a time. I had a bit of time It all off, began. So I started watching TV. And he started flapping. He's and now... <laughs> <laughs> so that, that's floppy bird. <laughs> oh, no. Right? 
Anyway, so... Uh, it's, good that, it's, good, it's a good thing this is an explicit podcast, which we did decide to go with in the end. Yeah, so we did have that debate. We did have that end. debate whether we were going to go the explicit route. We did because we thought we'd struggle a little bit too much to contain ourselves. We thought I would struggle. Yes, and let's... Yeah, let's walking penis joke over here, Kek, we, we'd struggle. <laughs> but... Look, we're in as explicit now, so if you're a child listening to our uh, banter at the moment, we do apologise, but you probably shouldn't be doing it. <laughs> yeah, you know what? You should follow iTunes rules, so th- this is your own fault, really. Yeah, and if you do can choose to keep listening, well, you've, you've gone this far, so, you know. You may as well continue. <laughs> Who and said then, that? <laughs> and then write something nice about us at the end of it. Yeah, leave us a review yeah. on iTunes. In fact, that goes for children and adults alike. Please leave us a review. We would. Really and post your scores of Flappy Bird. Yes. And <laughs> so I think you can beat my almighty score, which I doubt. Which we will post to the page. But what was your defense, Kek? Sorry, okay, you, I so think anyway, I cut you off there. So I'm just relaxing and I had a bit of time. So I thought, you know what? I'm going to play some Flappy Bird. Right. So I picked it up. That's at the forefront of my brain every morning. Now, one of of my good mates who I actually live with has been gloating about his high score for quite a while. And his high score was 103. Mm -hmm. And for so long, I've been trying to beat it and no one else had beaten it. So I thought, oh, look, I'm going to give it a go at least. So start playing and I beat my previous high score, which I think the last time, I think after the first episode, it was like in the 30s. It was like 22 or something. Yeah, something like that. So it was was pretty crappy. So you beat Shams' too. I did. Okay. It's impossible to imagine, isn't it? (laughs) So anyway, let me finish. So I've I've passed my score and I'm approaching the 100 and I pass 103 and instantly I start to shake. (laughs) And I think to myself, all right, as long as I can get to that, and I did. So I didn't really have anything to lose after that. Did you begin to flap? I did. I did my, yeah, I'm not going <laughs> to say that. Um, so I kept going and I hit 150. I was getting very excited. And then just as I'm about to think, just as I thought to myself, here comes the 200, I died at 167. Choked. Absolutely choke. choke I, I choky bird. I don't think you can call it a choke when your previous high score was around 20 or 30 and you went to 160. It was the, I think Sharps is disappointed her two got beaten. Yeah. Ah, uh, you know. It was a high high bar that I set that had to go sooner or later. <laughs> but I'm very proud of that, so I will post the score, and that is why I posted it. Okay, so... Can, can we let that go? But I don't know. Can, can I, I don't think we can, because again. he was pretty adamant last podcast. He's pointing a finger at me right now. <laughs> <laughs> again, you know, once again, it, it tied into that post on my wall. So I thought, you know, why not gloat? I'll take a little bit of time out to gloat. You were mocking How people for I gloat about things. You were mocking people for doing that on the last podcast. That's the only point I'm making here, Kek. That's okay. We'll we'll put it up on our Facebook and Twitter page, and you can let us know what you think about Kek's uh, controversial controversial. Uh, Humble brag. It's not even a humble brag. It's just a brag. It's just a brag. I'm not going to say it's humble. Okay. <laughs> just try and beat it. I doubt you can. Oh! <laughs> no, throws down. That's a, that's a challenge. You know what? I'm going to come out and say it. Uh, the first person to beat Keck's score and post the picture in response to the photo we post of Keck's score will win a prize. I won't say what it is, but it will be a retro-related <laughs> prize. you don't know what it is. <laughs> no, 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 no. We've got a prize. We've got a, we've got a prize, and I will send it out, and I will get in touch with that person. So... There's a challenge. Uh, 167. It must be in response to the photo we're going to post on our either our Facebook or our Twitter, which we'll give the details to at the end of our show. And you know what? It should be someone who's either liked us or followed us on Twitter as well. <laughs> that would be ideal. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have a hard time otherwise, I think. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, flappy birding aside, who's seen this new... 
a Pokemon emulator game online where people are typing in commands. Have you seen this, Kev? Never. You haven't? Okay. There's, uh, online at the moment, there is, people uh, have this emulator that they've created on this website where anybody can type in a command and the game will automatically do it. So if you type in up, the guy in the Pokemon game will walk up. If you type in start, some the menu will open. But it's it's like a stream of a game playing like. The problem is about 50,000 people have <laughs> logged in at the same time trying to play this. It's just a mess. So it's a me- they're up I think the last time I checked they were up to like the 6th of the gym. <sighs> Wait, before you continue, what game is it based on? Pokemon Red or Blue, I think okay. it's one of it's the first one. It's okay. So that is pretty remarkable. And like people are trolling it. People just keep pressing start (laughs) just to to screw with them. Like these people are trying to work together. Like, uh, 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 but you can, you can, you can log in and just watch it and watch people trying to play. And I highly recommend you do. So do a search for this. Uh, I should probably have a direct link. Maybe we can, I might post, I'll look, I'll post that on the Facebook and our Twitter. Um, but yeah, this is, this is very interesting. I was having a look at this the other day and I, I highly recommend it. Give it a go. Give some commands and see, they may even be up to the elite four now. Who knows? Never heard of it before. Maybe they'll catch them all. Who knows? But I thought you'd be interested in that, our resident uh, Pokemon fan. Definitely. I'm, I'm very interested. I'm going to do that when I get home tonight. <laughs> Wait, are you going to squeeze that in between some Flappy Bird? or? Um, no, I'm, I'm, I'm retired from Flappy Bird. That's retired? It. I'm the king at the moment. So oh, He's sitting undefeated at the moment. King in the castle. No one's come close. All right. <laughs> well, let's get into some reader mail. Um, we got a comment on our Facebook page from Martin. Uh, just made a comment about our last podcast. Now, apparently, we said that the Game Gear was a portable, portable Mega Drive. Mega Drive. And he writes, hey guys, we're listening to your podcast now. The Game Gear was not a portable Mega Drive. That's the Nomad. It was an 8-bit system that makes it a portable master system. It even has had one of these, and he's posted a photo of the peripheral, which uh, the add-on for the, the system, which Sega had a lot of those. I don't know if you remember. That was full of add-ons. You could plug it. The- was, was it, it the, the 32X um, or something? X. Oh, mate, you could yeah. plug something. And, and the way they sat... They stacked. They all stacked together. So, and <laughs> there was a, just a bunch of, like, the power uh, cables, and, and they were huge. Yeah, it was like... <laughs> a, oh, yeah, really uh, And, like, I'm doing... I'm showing you how big they are, but I realised you can't see that. <laughs> but they're, they're very big. Think of, like, the Hand Xbox gestures aren't great on a podcast. No. <laughs> think, of, think of the size of the Xbox 360 power... Uh, what do you call that? The AC adapter? Yeah. yeah. Think yeah. of that. Power brick. And then add a little bit more to it and that's how big they are and they've all got an individual one so you've really got to just play. actually I think the Angry Video Game Nerd did uh, a video on it Okay. so yeah Google that if, if you want to see that thanks for the comment Martin and we do appreciate when people write in and correct us we, we love to learn we love little fun facts like that so yeah we appreciate the feedback uh, moving on we received an email from Matthew who has described himself as a who's a Nintendo fan of 22 years, who is now playing PS3, a 360, and a Wii U. He's got all these consoles. But I'll read the email. Dear Gek. <laughs> who's Gek? Who's Gek? Who's that guy? I'm not sure, Kek. <laughs> How can you be a true Zelda fan without playing Wind Waker? 5.75 million units sold on GameCube and Wii U, and the original Halo sold over 5 million units too. So it's sold more than that. So the, just to, sorry, there's more to the email. I'll just stop you there. So you said in the last podcast you hadn't played anything beyond the Nintendo yeah. 64. So this is what he's responding to. Of Zelda, despite being a big Zelda fan. 
He's also wrote, they even updated the graphics, changed some marginal things, and voila, a game that sold 1 million units on Wii U. How many games can do that? Plus, many people put Wind Waker as their top two Zelda game. He did like that you put Majora's Mask as... Was that your favourite Zelda? Remember you mentioned that? He did say he'd like that, and he agrees with you there. Your response. Massive Zelda fan. Haven't played Wind Waker. Haven't played anything beyond the Nintendo 64. Okay, so... Let me correct myself. Um, I apologise. I have actually played Wind Waker. Um, I played a little bit of it. To be fair, I probably only got maybe halfway through it. I just, I don't know. I, I guess that time in my life, I was, you know, I was getting a little bit older, and I, I found girls, and I kind of, yeah, I don't know. I, I guess I just didn't really finish it. Didn't but, find, um, couldn't find a girl on your GameCube there, Kick? No, I couldn't. Unfortunately, <laughs> the GameCube kind of just had to take a, a back footing and. <laughs> I um yeah chose girls over it, but look, in response to what you've said, I, I completely understand and I do rate it as a game. However, all of your points are irrelevant when it comes to my <laughs> no no when it comes to my own personal opinion. Now I don't doubt that it sold a heap. I mean, so is Final Fantasy. I never played a Final Fantasy game, but it doesn't take away that it's that it's a good game. It doesn't take anything away from it. It just means that I haven't really played it and. You know, like they, yeah, it wasn't. It's not an attack on the game at all. I just, I just never got around to really sort of finishing it. So, so really, this is the fault of girls. This is girls. Yes, this is definitely <laughs> the fault of girls. So we're going back to pants again. Ben. Well, okay. Look, listen. <laughs> not pants. If dresses. I take my pants off right in front of <laughs> in front of my GameCube, does it respond? <laughs> now that is a wind waker. <laughs> that is a wind waker. Does it respond? <laughs> what happens? Can you I... see your Majora's mask? <laughs> Well, my pants were masking my Majora. <laughs> doesn't give you a Skyward Sword. I'm, I'm going to put a stop to this, right? Yeah, I feel like this could go on for the rest of the podcast. And, you know, as, as much as I'm enjoying this. Oh, we could make puns all night. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. I'm a punslinger. You know what else we could do all night? I'm a punslinger, my friend. Don't make me load it up. <laughs> pew, pew. Having, said, having said that, I do agree that it was a good game. But... The amount of units sold doesn't really matter when it comes down to a personal opinion. It does. And I don't think that actually... I mean, it is a great game. Um, I, I haven't played much of it myself, but I, it's reviewed sensationally well. People love it. Um, but, I mean, it's, it's, it's games that have sold well. That yeah, aren't great. Call of Duty games. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, we. And they're just played for the multiplayer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So and what, what they were initially mainly sold for was actually a flop. Yeah. But... Yeah, so anyway, so it turns out you guys actually agree with each other. Um, you both said Wind Waker's a great game overall. Eventually. Eventually, In a roundabout kind of way. It was cute. Wind Waker? It was cute. I think that was that was a criticism by some traditionalist yeah. Zelda fans, wasn't it? That was my problem with it Okay. initially, um, which is why I sort of hung back a little bit. Because the girls that you were interested at that stage maybe would have looked at you with. They didn't like Zelda. <laughs> That was what? one of the problems. Yeah. No. Any, Any girl that doesn't like Zelda doesn't like Zelda's not worth your time. Okay? Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. But <laughs> oh, I don't know. You'll like... find someone who likes you for you. Thank you. And like <laughs> one day you'll find someone who likes you for Zelda. <laughs> Maybe I'll meet Zelda. <laughs> yeah, because it isn't a chick. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Rock on. I've just lost what I was saying. It is a good. It is a very good game, and I do like it. And, will and I you, will finish it. Will you play the Skyward Sword and I will. Uh, tr- insert other game after that? What am I? Missing? Twilight Princess. Twilight Princess. Uh, Twilight Princess was before Skyward Sword. Okay, right. Yeah, but yes, I will get around to playing it. I actually have Twilight Princess. I, think I could have used 
Skyward Sword and Twilight Princess in a better pun. I'm really disappointed. I miss, oh, just missed that opportunity. No, I will only ever think of your pun whenever I hear the word Skyward Sword. <laughs> Let's just uh, leave it at that. All right, I, I'm going to put my pun slinging gun back in the holster. And let's get into. You better put that other thing back in the holster. <laughs> let's get let's get into the main crux and, and of our sorry, podcast. Sorry, b- before you continue, what is what's the time? Uh, not quite. I was going to say, I was going to say, Shams is almost your Twilight Princess. because uh, it's nearly. What is it? Twilight now? Do you think? Yeah. <laughs> Shams is a Twilight Princess. Twilight actually you refers guys. to like. Um, isn't that just like after dusk, basically, is Twilight? Yeah, when so the stars it's come just out? sunset. No. Yeah, so it's, it's just sunset. sunset, so it's well after you are Twilight. The Twilight Princess. You guys. Sh- Shams has actually gone an odd shade of red. No, wait, that's her top. Uh, you guys. You guys, seriously? Oh, wow. That's very lame. Anyway, continue. Such, <laughs> such lame. Very orcs. Wow. <laughs> All right. Really? Go. <laughs> All right, well, the retro game we're going to be talking about today is Golden Doge. I mean, GoldenEye. <laughs> <laughs> we played a bit of GoldenEye. Um, GoldenEye's a classic. GoldenEye 64. GoldenEye. God, I, I love GoldenEye. It already begins, you know. I, I didn't say the name right. Kex defending the game. To be fair, there are GoldenEye games, so just to confirm oh, this that, is that's the, the one that GoldenEye. we're talking about. Like anyone would confuse I know, confused. thinks I'm GoldenEye. talking about the shitty, was it like... Wii U Wii, version. That, no, the Wii version wasn't shit. No, there was a Wii U one. Um, Le- was no, that's yeah, 007 the... Legends. That was rubbish. That was Nightfire? Nightfire? No, no, no. no, no that, was, they, I think, on the GameCube. No, no, no. Are you talking yeah. about the one they remade? Yeah, like, no, recently. I know which one you're talking the about. The one that we played? Did we play that? Yes, we did. Do you remember there was that photo of you that says... Ah, uh, oh, right. No, no, no. That was um, that was the remake of GoldenEye that yeah. was on the Wii. No, no. You were talking about Agent Under Fire and a Nightfire, oh, okay. which were games were released on the PS2, the GameCube, and the Xbox back in the day. Um, but They were good games. They were. No, I liked Agent Under Fire. The multiplayer was very fun. Yeah, they had their proximity. They went V Golden. No, they were, and that's a problem with these sort of games. They're marked very hard, harshly because they're all compared to the game we're reviewing today, which is fantastic. But it's the best one. It's the best. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing's oh. ever going to keep it down. But we, I the guess, game... you could say that about something else of yours. <laughs> Skyward Swords aside. <laughs> The game, we're talking, the game I was talking about that reviewed horribly on the Wii U was, I think it was 007 Legends or something. It, was, like, it came out like last year. Like, it's pretty recent. Yeah, it was the remake. Yeah, I think, I'm pretty sure that was horrible. Um, but anyway, GoldenEye. We've all had a, some fun with this. We've played some single player. We've played some complex. We've played some facility. We've played some jungle. We've played some bunker. We've played some train. We've played some multiplayer. It was fantastic. What did you think, Kek? What was it like going back to? Uh, I go back to it at least five, six times a year. So it's it's always been the same for me. It's one of the most nostalgic games ever, really. Um, I played it probably more than I played the Mario games as a kid. Really? Wow. Yeah, and I played the Mario games For a, a Nintendo lot. fan, that's a big comment. I have, I don't know if you noticed my file, but I've actually completed it on every single one. I recently deleted a couple just so we could play through them again. Sure. But, um, I hate playing with you. Yeah, you won't beat me. The thing is about GoldenEye is that I didn't really have much of a life when I was younger, and I got. (laughs) You kick. I was lucky enough to have a mother that came home with a N64 on launch day for me. What? What? So I've been playing my N64. I when I got it, I pretty much played it every single day, flat out. Um, As would anyone. I'd come home from school, I'd play it 
In the mornings, I'd play it. On the weekends, I'd play it. So <laughs> I played it a lot and I haven't actually... No Skyward Sword reference. Can no. I haven't actually <laughs> lost a death match before. Not once. So you've never had a death match? That was really bad. I have died. <laughs> I just haven't had any... I haven't lost all up, so... I came very close. And by very close, I mean... You got the first couple of kills with the golden gun? And then yeah, you can't because until I, I died? Yes. Yeah. And you know what? It, it would have worked if it wasn't for those pesky kids. <laughs> um, no, it was... I was just really lucky to have been uh, spawned next to the golden gun. So um, I did. I got like, you know, three or four shots in there and then I somehow just died with the golden gun. Isn't that the worst when you have the golden gun and someone with some other crappy gun manager to kill you? Yep. Just, that's that's basically as low as, you know, human emotion can go. I think I killed you with the pistol as well. Oh, shut up. <laughs> I was rubbing salt in it. <laughs> Leaving that alone. Um, so talking about the – we've said, you know, what a great game this is. I think there's a fair consensus there because that's the case. Yep. Why? What's so great about this game? What 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 is it that we? Uh... For its time, mm. it was the best first-person shooter around. Did Perfect Dark surpass it? Um, it depends on who you in, speak to. In mm. shooting mechanics, okay. no, no. so I, yes. I, in shooting mechanics alone. In like, terms of in mechanics, yes, they did. Yeah, um, They yep. also revamped the um, the deathmatch. Yeah, and it had caught too, right? Yes, it did. Goldeneye never had caught. No, no, no Goldeneye didn't. Um, so the multiplayer aspect of Perfect Dark was much better. Yeah. The the levels were a little more detailed. Um, they were larger. And I guess I had a lot of fun just mowing down all of the bots. There were all sorts of sims <laughs> oh, that's right. that they yeah, had. Yeah, you could do like the and like the crazy ones and the sniper there was ones. Your venge the... sims and your shield sims yeah, yeah, and, your, yeah, right. and all sorts of ones. My favourite was because you could you could put it in teams, so you could have, you know, blue team and red team. And I would always stand alone, it'd just be me, up against ten meat sims and just Kill them all in like a forty-minute game. Kek's a bit sadistic like that. Yeah, just a just little bit. A bit. I, it did really get me off. But um, wow. <laughs> Leaving that one right alone. Shams, um, why? Um, look, I don't know. For that age, honestly, I can't. I remember loving the movie first of all. I think so, that was a big thing, wasn't it? Yeah, that so, was James Bond was probably at its coolest in my lifetime that well, I've seen. Pierce Brosnan was very cool. He was I awesome. Love he Brosnan. was a suave and motherfucker. We're not getting on that topic of the no. best James Bond. However, Pierce Brosnan to me is. You're not getting on that he, and then jump straight on do you know exactly. why? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want anyone else to talk about this. But, but I'm, I'm making a statement it. and yeah. no, closing the conversation. I create an argument. I'm just giving you my point. Well, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and create that argument for you. I if think you say Daniel Craig, I'm Daniel Craig is a very, very good James Bond. No, no. I think he sucks. <laughs> you didn't like him in Skyfall? No. Nope. Okay, first of all, He's why not is James he blonde? Bond. He was no, no, cool no. in Skyfall. No, he was cool. He wasn't James Bond though. Why is he blonde? That's my first problem, right? No, no, no. Look, hear me out, right? He's blonde. James Bond isn't blonde. It's, James, it's, he's not called James Bond. I get it. I said, <laughs> okay, no, I. But he's not called James Pond. Speaking of retro games, that's not a bad a one. game, which we may end up talking about we in a future podcast. No, no, no. I'm going to bring you both back on track right here. Daniel Craig. So um, forgetting about, like, you know, Casino Royale and whatever, the last one, Skyfall. Mm. Um, it was, okay, first of all, I don't know how we've gotten onto this movie review, but I'm going to stay here while I'm here because I have very it's strong very opinions about this. It was a good movie. But I like geez. how we're here despite Kick saying we're not going here. Yeah. yeah, look, okay, it, it was kind of like Home Alone for adults, right? Where, like, in the last scene where they're, like, booby, booby-trapping that place and um, I'm not, I'm just, like, I'm really 
cautious of how much to talk about, being well aware that a lot of people might not have seen it. But anyway, um, I, I agree with Willow. He was kind of like, he was a good generic action hero, but he's not James Bond. He was like really vulnerable, whereas James Bond in the past has always been really impervious to like danger. And yeah, he's always come out on top. He's real, always yeah. been like, even in like, you know, moments of strife, he's had like some ace up Composure. And like, yes. he, always, he was always in control. He was, he's not worried. He's whereas, not... you know, this like, this is like, you know, Daniel Craig is like, James Bond is like washed up. And, and he's, he's gritty. Like, he's like, it's, he's a fighter. But that's, he's, but he's pissed Brosnan. And like the, James Bond, he's not gritty. He's, he knows he's in control. Exactly. He's not fighting. He's not struggling. He's, he's slick. You know, yeah. he it's, a, has, it's a different character. They've yeah. just changed it. He's the new age James Bond. That's not James Bond. But then, but then, why be James Bond? Why not just make a new movie then? Like, because if you're going to change the character, you've changed the movie. Like, what's the point? And like, okay, like the gadgets weren't as cool. Like, you know who I thought was amazing in that movie was Javier Bardem. I like the the woman. Yeah, well, she was good. Everyone likes her. Yeah, well, um, and Ray Fiennes, he was great in it as well. He had Mm. like a. It was, I, I did really like the ending, which I won't really talk about what it is, but if anyone... Anyway, we're way off topic. But getting back to GoldenEye, Pierce Brosnan definitely was the best. And um, no arguments. And that's another reason why I feel like I liked GoldenEye 64 so much. It's a cool time. I really liked... Isn't it funny? Yeah. Like I thought, I thought. I mean, I agree with what you said before that I thought Peppy Dark had the better shooting mechanics. It was probably more interesting, like weapons and stuff like that. But geez, Goldeneye, the charm just wins you over. Like the, the, the music. Yeah, it's it's not even. It's so much like just taken out of the movie, and I think that was probably the first game that I played that had. Um, that movie connection, like I know they they had that like really awful Super Mario Brothers movie about the two, like yeah. plumbers like <laughs> carrying ladders and stuff. He- heavy exhale from Kekka. <laughs> Yeah. Is, is that in defence or is that agreeing? Exactly? No, I wholeheartedly agree. Those oh. Mario Brothers movies were disgusting. Was Danny DeVito in one of them? Uh, I don't think so. I, I don't think, think, think so. I think John Leguizamo was in one of them. Uh, okay. You're thinking um, like twins. Danny <laughs> 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 DeVito was in all movies in that era, wasn't yeah. he? Um, I remember watching the cartoon. I used to watch Super Mario Brothers cartoons. The yeah. cartoon's still on, on uh, Comedy Channel for those really? in Australia. Really? Uh, not Comedy Channel, sorry. Cartoon Network. Really? Yeah. Okay. I, I, you know, I don't know if it's the same one, but there is one. We're going to have to add a segment in our next podcast where we just review, like, old 80s movies based on, like, video games, like Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat. There were so many bad ones. May have to just start a new podcast. <laughs> <laughs> like Jean-Claude Van Damme's Oh, my guile. God. I was watching that trailer today. It was so good. Um, like Ryu and like, um, what was his name? Ryu. Ryu. I hate people that call him Ryu. He's Ryu. Called... He's finicky with stuff like this. Yeah, Ryu. He's called Not just Ryu. that in particular. I think it's open to like... interpretation. He calls him Ryu in the but... trailer. Does he? Yeah. Oh. You're arguing with Jean-Claude Van Damme here. Okay, uh, Ryu, <laughs> if someone can comment whether it's Ryu or Ryu, we would think thoroughly... it's very open. How are they going to do that uh, in text? Hold on, he, you can't be finicky on someone about a pronunciation and then go, it's open to interpretation. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Pick a side there, Kek. Oh, well. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I'm just, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's how it's pronounced, but I could be wrong. Could be wrong. Oh. But Ryu just sounds... Doesn't sound right. It sounds like bread, doesn't it? Like Ryu. Like Ryu. It sounds like a real sort of straight Japanese name. Ryu really? sounds like, like Andre. He's a, he's, a he's French. It's different. <laughs> right. It's different. Um, <laughs> I really like... Is he French? Yeah. I really yeah. like the... He's Italian. Italian? Maybe. I'm sorry. Go on, Willow. Actually, about... Oh, don't mind me. I'm trying to review the game that the anyway, whole podcast is about. But wait, sure. Wait, wait, wait. Um, <laughs> 
I really liked the um, structure of the objectives and the levels. I thought it was very clever and how they changed based on how you altered the difficulty mm. and how they were so complex. Like you could go through a whole – I went like through levels. Level. Yeah, like the complex. level we were playing before. Uh, very, very good. Mm-hmm. I, I, I've gotten through levels like high-fiving myself and then checked it afterwards and being like, oh, you didn't do it and you failed. Oh, okay. But I like that. It's like it ma- makes you think and you, you play it a lot more carefully. I, I, I know I've watched Keck play levels and he doesn't play them carefully because he's got the whole thing memorized like ridiculously. But someone like me who played it as a kid and hasn't played it heaps since, it's fun to go back and it's like – it still holds up today that experience of um, meeting those objectives in different ways. Like, it's not, it doesn't play out in a set way. Like, I remember we were playing the complex level earlier. And it's pretty complex. It was complex. <laughs> but there was a, the guy that we were looking for, he was in, instead of being in like the room that we expected, he was in a different room. And it's like, I like things like that. Like, it's, I think, was, what's so great about playing it today is that um, two things the, the multiplayer, um, uh, not the multiplayer, but like you know the the um, just like fighting against each other is it's it's so um, I guess it, it holds its own against like games that you could play like multiplayer in today. Mm-hmm. Where, Still that same fun atmosphere, yeah, yeah. And it's not it's it doesn't feel dated. unless you play with Keck. Oh god, yeah, it's the worst. But it it doesn't it doesn't feel dated. It feels like it's still you know. It, it, it looks dated, but it doesn't. Oh, of but, I mean, but that's to be expected. But yeah. I love the facial expressions like that. I know they're just like, they're just <laughs> the completely same. blank. Yeah, yeah, I want to throw it out there. One of the guys, I can't remember which one it is, but one of it's it's either because the the scientists and and all the enemies all have the same like sort of face sprites. Um, and they, they just loop them over again. So, like, you'll have a scientist and a soldier right next to each other that could look exactly yeah, like that. Yeah, good, so good guy, bad guy, one identical them, person. One of them I actually related to a little bit, and I liked him because he looked like my dad. Oh. <laughs> was it awkward when you shot him? <laughs> it was. <laughs> it was. But, yeah, it's that and sort of still sits with me. I don't know how they do it. I don't know what's so, like, I guess – um, relatable about it today is that you just you get back right into it and it's like I think that it's like it's like putting on a comfortable pair of shoes and like I, but just, I think that you can customize it so many different ways like, mm, I mean, the I, multiplayer mode yeah yeah it's so great like I remember you know the more you play the the single player one you unlock all these things yeah that's great my, in the multiplayer yeah the yeah, yeah exactly like you know paintball mode was always my favorite head mode oh yeah or DK mode I think it was called yeah and um, like the different weapon options DK and stuff. DK what's DK sound like? I'm assuming Donkey Kong. I knew he's got you were going to say that. Okay. I don't know. I've, I've always wondered, but I've always assumed it was just Donkey Kong. But maybe we should look that up, or maybe someone. someone yeah, let's go. I, I don't know what DK might stood for in Goldeneye. Yeah. Um, and the other thing I was going to say that I love so much about playing it today is that you. It's one of those games that was so ubiquitous as a kid that you meet anyone these days who like plays video games, and they were guaranteed to have played it as a kid. And you play with them now, and just comparing skill levels is so different. It's just it's a new experience every single time, and it's just I don't know. It's one of those games where none of the nostalgia has worn off. Like it just it's so fantastic to play now, even as much as it was back then. If you never played it, if you didn't have the nostalgic factor, which is hard for us to say, because whether we all do, um, do you think it would be as fun of an experience for someone? It's um, just a standard first-person shooter, I think, unfortunately, and as much as it pains it's hard to, to say it, it yeah. it's very hard, but I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, I'm really not sure. I don't know if you're going to be able to find anyone that hasn't at oh, least... It's yeah. certainly not listening to this podcast either. It, you couldn't yeah, think definitely. too many people would be as interesting as... To rest, retro gaming, to listen to our podcast and have not played Goldeneye. And if you haven't, geez, do yourself a favor and go and play it. Well, see, I mean, you look at it from the opinion of, say, even someone like my mom, yeah. 
Yeah. My mum now, it's nostalgic for her, and she has never played it. Just, just, saying, just, yeah. just watching it. it. And, it and she can hear the music, and she'll know that it's Wasn't bad. the music fantastic? The music oh. was absolutely fantastic. It's, yeah, it was just like being in the movie. Yeah. You, know, you really had a sense of like being James Bond. And, and, it's, and I'm such a testament to it as well, because a lot of, especially in that generation, and even through to today, like movie tie-in games are generally horrible. Like, yeah. On the whole, like they're, they're usually really cheap hack jobs that they just cash in on the movie license and throw it together in five seconds and it's a horrible experience and it's fantastic that they really did well to put this together it had a sequel as well in Nintendo 64 didn't it the, Dark. no 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 the, was it the world is not enough they made oh, oh yeah the actual yeah. movie yeah. was that was that as good I think I, I played that at, like once as a kid but I don't remember I never Never played it. Never played it. Just okay. Stayed away. But that's the thing. I my reckon... friend had that as a kid. Um, I did play it. Sorry, you saying that? Yeah, no. I was gonna say my friend. Uh, I had not my friend. My cousin had it as a kid, and I just the the desire to play it like none of it was there because it? Goldeneye was my favorite movie. It was fantastic, and it's kind of like, like I said, it's kind of like in the game you're James Bond, and you're not. You know, some elements are really similar to the movie, but it's not like you're playing the movie in a video game. You have a real sense of like independence and autonomy in what you're doing. And it's just, it's like, it creates this, like, uh, you know what it's kind of like, now that I think about it, it's kind of like, it's like a separate world for you and you get to go out and explore that world a little mm. bit. Like, you like you know how, like, current, like, Harry Potter games or Lord of the Rings games or whatever. Yep. Or even, you know, the South Park game that we were talking about last week, it's like you get to go into that world. And I think that game was a, a little bit like the first time that I experienced that. Like, you know, because what, what were the other games that I would have played back then? Like, you know, like you know Mortal Kombat Street Fighter Mario real kind of like I guess like context specific games like this you is really don't want to put yourself into a Mortal Kombat game do you <laughs> maybe I do maybe I do yeah. alright well before we move on from Goldeneye um, what did we like was there anything going back that you thought wow that's uh, didn't like yeah yeah we're going to try and pick some criticisms of every game i don't want everything to be glowing even if we love a game okay. i want to try and find some flaws what didn't we like oh, give us a notice Will. my <laughs> biggest problem actually there aren't many no, no obviously biggest, it wouldn't be so highly regarded if it did i've got have some i've got a few beefs on, it, on a few certain levels yep um so the final level the egyptian mm -hmm. it's the level where you first meet um jaws mm. uh, no baron samity sorry it's a 20-odd-year-old game. Yep. Spoiler alert. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I'm sure you've all played it anyway, so you're sure you all know what I'm talking about. Um, so you first see him, and you also first get the golden gun. Yeah. Now, there's a room that you need to get to, and if you can manage to get to that room, you've got to go – you can see the golden gun straight ahead, but you've also got to stand on tiles in a specific order to get to the golden gun. And if you don't – there's turrets that open fire on you and you're yeah. either dead or you've got to run out. And if you're halfway through, then, you know, you're not going to make it out. So it was pretty horrible very mechanic. much trial and error, yeah. and especially if you didn't have access to the internet, which I'm pretty sure at that time I didn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to learn it myself. And when you have to redo the whole stage again, it's ridiculous. And you're strafing with the C buttons. Mm -hmm. Do you know how hard it is to, to land on the right tile? Sometimes you accidentally slip. Yeah. And you land on the wrong one. And because I played a lot, the buttons were pretty worn. Very harsh. Yeah. So the famous Nintendo 64 died, controller. That's oh, ridiculous. Geez. And the stick, if your finger slips, because yeah. there's no rubber. I tell you what, I was holding it, the, I was playing the controller just before, and my right hand didn't, it felt like, I was saying to Keck, it felt like something's, because I was playing the PS3 yesterday, and it just <laughs> felt like something was missing. I just felt like I couldn't hold it properly again after a while. It was just really weird, but... It's very um, strange going I didn't, No, I remember that level you were talking about. It was really hard. And... Yeah. 
you know, they're not as generous as video games these days no. with like their saves and checkpoints and stuff and you kind of have to go back pretty far. You have to do the whole thing again. And it wasn't easy to get to that spot either. Yeah. There quite a few soldiers and stuff, especially if you're on double O agent. It's oh. just, it's brutal. Yeah. It's just waves. Do they respawn on double O? Um, no. Okay. No. Um, I it's thought just... that... I mean, it's probably a, a rally good its time more than anything, but the aiming was pretty box. Um, yeah. Trying to use that, that radical thing, holding down the R button on the Nintendo 64. Jeez, that was, uh, it wasn't great. I noticed Kek had a technique where he wasn't using the radical, which I didn't even realize was an option, so it blew my mind. But, um, yeah. Double O agent. Try here. Double O. Double O. <laughs> double O. over here. Um, yeah, so trying to use that, that uh, aiming thing was... And, it, again, I... I I criticise that, yet I, I can't really think of games in that era that did that well. Either. And it's so just you're comparing it to video games I'm comparing it to modern days. standards, yeah, which is probably difficult. But, I mean, it doesn't change the fact that sitting down playing it now, it's a wrestle and it's a pain in the ass. So I'm going to say it, yeah. Is there anything else, Shams? I really can't think of much. I mean, I guess just probably what I said before is just that the really long gaps between checkpoints and stuff, like if you die, you've got to go right back to the start. For me... I mean, it's it's. I lose interest in games so quickly if I try, you know, maybe like more than seven or eight times, and I don't get any further. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I guess it's it's a really fun game to like. You can watch people play it. Like that's another thing. I I used to watch my brother play it a lot when I was younger, and he'd do the hard bits that I couldn't do. Mm. And it's it's a really watchable game. Like it's not something that it it keeps your interest. So um, even then, you know, if something's it's quite difficult. You can just give it to someone else who's got a better grasp of it and, and still be really you know, engaged. engaged in it. Yeah, yeah definitely. Mm. All right. Um, well, moving on from that, let's... Wait, wait, no. We need to score it. Oh, but of course. Mm. But the 8-bit scoring system. <laughs> <laughs> let's just keep it simple. How many bits are you going to give it out of 8? How many bits out of 8? Okay. Uh, Drum roll. Uh, probably 7.9. Oh, can we do? Can we do points? Are we doing that? Yes, oh. we're doing that. Damn, I was going to go 7.5 just because... I'm going 7.5 also. No. Um, I, I didn't realise we were doing like that... Yeah, 0. 0.9. 0. 0.9 increment? 0. 0.9. No. Listen, there's the only flaw that I have, that I feel it has is, is that... Is what? With the difficulty on the Egyptian, with even the complex, okay. the control. There were quite a few stages that really sort of got me. And at that time... If we had to press you for an 8 or a 7.5, which way would you go, okay? Eight. Oh, he's going 7.9. I think you can assume he's going to go up you can to round point it up. one. Oh, you can, but he's, no, eight. he's got a thing with eights, though. Kek has told me there's only there very few games. games that he would give an eight out of eight bits but to. that's one of them. But that's one of them. I reckon, yeah. So he's told me, pre-podcast, that Jesus, it's going to be difficult. He's not going to give eight to anything. Episode two. <laughs> <laughs> Well, well, you've just happened game, to though. choose one of my favourite games of all time. Exactly. So it's just you know doing it's tough. Like, if I think of which games would I give an 8 to, I reckon that would be one of them. Like, and I, I wouldn't give out many 8s. I probably couldn't think of maybe one or two other games. Leave that. We'll, yeah. we'll do them in the future. Yeah, stay tuned. I'd give it a 7.5. I, I, and, and I wasn't someone who, like, loved it as a kid. I played through it. I didn't. I didn't have a 64 till later on, but I, I had friends that had it, and I did. I, it was one of those games that you'd go to your friend's house and you'd beg for them to put in. You just wanted to play it. You know, it was a really good game. But playing it now... That wasn't the only time you went to your friend's house and begged for them to put it in. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Well, how long did we make it with that one? I thought, I thought they were gone. Bloody that wasn't yeah. even a good one either. No. Come on, that was good. That was no. the best one so far. No. no. That's no. what she said. <laughs> okay, you just passed me. I know, I know. Oh, damn. All right, very punny. Um, 
<laughs> Pokemon X and Y. And this, um, just, just to, just to um, clarify to our listeners, um, when we say current game, we're going to review something in the past 12 months is sort of the ballpark we're going to look at because we don't necessarily play games immediately after release. Um, I'm known lives. to buy... Yeah, we have lives. And I am like a big play retro games. games. Yes, that was my next point. I, buy, I tend to buy games a lot and stockpile them and then go back to them. But Pokemon's a game we've all... Uh, the, the most recent one, X and Y, we're both... All of us have put some time into it. Um, Did you have X or Y, Willow? Uh, you had X. I had X. I had and y. you had Y. Yep. And yeah, you I had, had y, y. Yeah. Okay, right. Y. Yeah. Well, I don't know. <laughs> That's even worse than <laughs> Please edit that out. <laughs> um, okay, so what did we think? Was it enjoyable? Was it... Uh, I really liked um, the fact that it was modelled around Paris. Oh, you Gotta, would, Shams. Yeah. Shams is a bit of a... Such a girl. Oh, how dare you? <laughs> <laughs> she is, Shams is, is a bit of a francophile for those listeners. She's and been proud. to Paris a few times now and she is a massive, massive fan. I, I'm looking at her uh, Eiffel Tower laptop cover over here, which she politely lent uh, to me. And there's another one over there as well. Yeah, tell everyone, why don't you? <laughs> um, no, so it was just. It was clever the way that the the environments. It was really cool. Like I really liked. I mean, obviously, like. Could the, you see France in it? Did you think it was? Yeah, I could. True like, to, um, yeah, like a lot of the the design and stuff. Like it sounds silly, but you really can see a lot of it. Like, and it's it's a really nice touch. I think having that extra like design element there, and. Because the Japanese do have a bit of an affinity with France, yeah, a lot of their culture, the, don't they? There's that uh, Paris syndrome. Yes, that's, I've um, heard of that. You, yeah, we won't get into it now, but you guys, um, wiki, wiki Paris syndrome, and it will go into it a little bit. Um, it's uh, it's pretty uh, prominent in the. I think it's specifically a Japanese Is it? Okay. condition. Yep. I think, but I could be wrong. Mm. Apologies if I am. Um, but I think, yeah, it's really noticeable. And I mean, obviously I'm sure you guys are going to talk about this as well, but just having the, the extra motion in the games, you know, like, um, being able to like see your Pokemon, um, you know, being so much more interactive and stuff. It's, it's, it's so much of a, a huge change, you know, and they fixed up the environments as well. They're in black and white and black and white too, <laughs> navigating through the cities, it was oh, it was mazes, wasn't it? it was just, you get lost. There was that one big city. I can't remember what it's called, but it was a main city. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, I know which one you're talking it about. It was just ridiculous, and it looked horrible. And, like, initially it looked good. Was it, like, the winding roads it had? Now, you'd yeah. Go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Look back on it now, and it's just a blur. It's just a mess. When Pokerbank just came out, well, I'm sure we'll touch on that, mm. um, I actually had to go back to my, my black and white oh, game yeah. to get some Pokemon across. Mm. And, wow, you look, at the, you look at the graphical differences. And I know graphics don't make a game, but... The, st- the step up from the step up from um, you know black and white to black and white two and even from black and white two to X and Y is huge and it's only really noticeable when you start playing X and X and Y. Yeah, I think it was the Pokemon that we were waiting for really um, in terms of that it brought a lot of features to the table that people have been crying for for years. Like uh, they wanted more online components uh more abilities to trade in different ways the battling was better better done the animations were a lot yeah yeah definitely yeah that's a big part um i think the yeah because they never like they were kind of just static yeah yeah they were just your your standard real sort of 2d yeah and they kind of still are they're not true 3d but they look a lot better yeah and I, i thought that was really good 
and as lame as it sounds, it kind of feels like the Pokemon's more yours if it's more 3D as opposed to just a picture. Yeah. Oh, Do you know yeah. what I mean? I don't know. Yeah. That's, that's like, it sounds real loserish, but loserish. To me, it kind of, I don't know, that's the charm of it. No, I really liked that they did that. Hey, did you ever have Neopets growing up? No, I never got into Neopets. You never got in? No, I wasn't a teenage girl. Oh. Sharps no. definitely was. <laughs> oh, Willow, get me some ice for that burn. <laughs> <laughs> It's just, yeah, it just reminded me of, like, having a Neopet. What was your Neopet's name? I don't want to say. (laughs) It was named after... Princess McFluffington. Shut up. It was a dog called Frodo B. Frodo B? I like... You're cool. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Leave 13 year old Shams alone. Do, do you hear that? That's the sound of multiple podcast listeners Googling Shams' Neopet as we speak. No, leave it alone. It must is be it still starving. alive. Yeah, they don't die. Like, it's just like its health status is like severely malnourished and starved. And you have to feed oh, it like you have to feed it like four or five meals and then it's like, mm, I want some more. We're going to the RSPCA with you, I think. <laughs> they let this woman have a cat. I know. And she's overweight somehow. Go figure. It's <laughs> like she's overcompensating for a star near. Yeah, exactly. Frodo, Frodo. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway. Yeah, it does make you feel like it's more your own, just being able to interact with it that little bit more and I know You can touch it from the touchpad. Yes, Pokemon are me. Yeah. Whoa. You can pat it and it responds. Really? Yeah, they, if you've got a Grimer, you want to touch your, your pile of slime, you can do it and it responds. I like slime. Way. I don't know why you'd want to, but by the way, that muck sprite looks amazing. I love it. <laughs> Some of them look really good. Yeah? Yeah. What's uh, your favourite Pokemon, Willow? My favourite Pokemon? Uh-huh. I used to really love Articuno as a legendary. I thought that was uh, the Ice Bird. It was really cool. I was a big fan of that. Um, I like I like dragons as well. Like Charizard's pretty cool. Obviously, I think everybody likes Charizard. Yeah, um, he's pretty... I'm gonna put it here. I don't. You don't what? like Charizard. I don't. Is this one of those things that you do just to be no like, non mainstream? No. He's I started. A... Keck is a bit of a hipster. You're a Pokemon hipster. <laughs> You're a pipster. I... Oh. Oh. Yes. Um. No, I started with the Charmander, uh-huh. but I always wanted a Blastoise. Like, I always wanted the Squirtle. I wish I had started with the Squirtle because I liked Blastoise. It's pretty cute. Makes Squirtle. sense. Wanted a Blastoise, picked a Charmander. Yeah. I see your logic there. <laughs> now, now my favourite's actually Venusaur, so I don't know. I'm, I'm very strange. Oh, right. Out of all the starters, Venusaur, Venusaur and Swampert are my two favourite starters. Mm-hmm. Uh, something about that ground Swampert. water Swampert was type. Lame. I didn't like Swampert. That ground water type, and he looked like a real creep. Yeah, that's why like, I don't like it. If you think of like a middle-aged pedophile, <laughs> if he could be a Pokemon, he would be a Swampert. That lived in a swamp. Oh, yeah. That's and like it. just creepily looked out. And like on the X and Y sprites, you see him move around and he's kind of like with these... He's real shifty. Yeah, he's just real weird. Does he drive a van? <laughs> no, um... I'm going to stop this conversation, right? <laughs> I feel like I've got to be like the safety police in this. That. Yeah, don't say anything at all. <laughs> You know what I really liked? It was a really good innovation. The Wonder Train. Now, for those that haven't uh, played this game extensively or even taken their 3DS online to do the online elements of the game, um, Wonder Trade was where you could put up a random Pokemon that you have and you would get a random Pokemon back in return. Kind of like a, a paying it forward little system. You'd put something up there and you could get something back. You could get Mark. You could get something good. And I'm not talking about Mark the Pokemon. I'm talking just a 
you could get <laughs> absolute you rubbish. Could get Mark. You could get a Mark. You could well, get a Mark. You're a real big fan of the Wonder Trader, aren't you? I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. I put up some like silly stuff. I put up some okay stuff, and I got some cool stuff back. So uh, I thought it was pretty cool. Were you a fan? No, I only got like rubbish back. Like I, I had like, I mean, I don't really tend to hang on to like, oh, I don't catch Pokemon that I don't like. Just average ones. Like I only mm. tend to catch ones like when I'm like really keen after. Yeah. Um, so I, as a result, like I didn't really have too many like crappy ones to trade. So of like the, the most basic ones that I traded, I was, I would always get like something crap, like a, a PG back or like a, uh, like a Caterpie or something crap. PG. This is why you never give anything of any quality <laughs> and then expect everything in return. But see, that goes against the system. Exactly. I feel like if you want to get something good back, you should be prepared to put something good out there. Otherwise, everybody's just going to try and crowd. But what about, what if people only trade when they're like at the really, like, you know, early parts of the game where they don't have anything good? Yeah. Do you, yeah. Do you know what I've done? What? I've just given away all of my Eevees okay. that were... Because you were breeding? I was breeding yeah. and um, I had about three boxes of Eevees, so everyone got an Eevee. Oh, that's nice of you. Oh, well. Hey, some of them were pretty good. Right. Yeah. Some of them were very crap. <laughs> However, level matter. two is for everyone. <laughs> but I got a lot of a good in return. I actually got a shiny uh, a scatterbug. I think it's called a shiny Pokemon. Like They're those super duper rare ones, aren't they? They're the ones. Yep. Yeah. So it's I'm not sure what the stat is, but it's ridiculous. It's, oh, there are they're good very hard people to get. in the world still. But I'm assuming it was just one of his dregs. Oh. Or didn't know, or didn't what, it know what it was. Maybe some like some people would just see a, a shitty bug and just put it up. You know, because yeah. sometimes you can't tell. Some of the shiny sprites are just like a, a slight, slightly different tinge. Yeah, some yeah. are like full on. Like Ursaring is instead of brown, is green. Mm. Yep. Um. Or like yeah, there's there's quite a few that that change significantly. And then you got some that it's just a, a darker black. Yeah, it's really or subtle, something yeah. Something like that. So mm-hmm. makes it easy to fill your Pokedex, doesn't it? If you if you do want to go down the route of catching a roll, it actually kind of seems achievable nowadays with all the Definitely. online elements. It never did in the past ones. It always felt like you had to know people with the other. You had to either buy both versions and then, you know, farm them all. The link cable. Oh, do you remember the link cable? Yes, mm-hmm. yes, the Wondrous link cable. Is that mine? Is that battles? I don't still have mine. I used to have a for the Pokemon Blue. Yeah. And yeah, he used to have some battles with a friend of mine, um, would always win, actually, because uh, I don't think he was aware of uh, how he could boost stats with like uh, the proteins and the calcium. So I used to do that uh, to all of my Pokemon. Hey, what sort of Pokemon player were you guys? Were you, did you try and catch them all or did you just try and like go and beat all the gyms and stuff? Um, I think I intended to. <laughs> What's with the face gag? No, I, I'll let I'll let Willow speak. I think I intended to catch them all. I got kind of distracted, and then once I beat the game, I kind of put it down and played something else. I think I I may go back to it. I I think now that the Pokebank's been released, I've been intending to play it again since then. Yeah. Um, but I haven't as of yet. Uh, Pokebank, you you've been yeah doing that. Tell the listeners a little bit about that. Okay. okay. So basically, Pokebank allows you to transfer your old Pokemon from Black and White or Black and White to uh, is it just those two? Just those two okay. to your copy of um, X and Y. Mm-hmm. Um, so with black and white, black and white, and black and white two, if you have Pokemon from previous gens, you can actually get them a different way anyway. So you, I, I've got some of my old Pokemon. I've got my original Venusaur from I think it was uh, Platinum. Okay. Uh, I've got quite a few Pokemon from Platinum that I transferred to my black and white, and, and I transferred, transferred to black and white yeah, two, yeah, and then yeah. now they're all in Pokebank. So what Pokebank is? It's essentially a massive PC box yep. where you can transfer all and store all of your Pokemon on a cloud. Okay. So you can, I can now access all of them. I've transferred them all across. I can now access every single one of them on my X and Y. 
So really, I guess as well, it allows you to free up your other games. So if you've been holding on to a specific save file because mm. you can only have a one save file, yep. then you can actually delete it and, and play through those games again. Yeah. Um, it's, it was heavily delayed, the Poker Bank, wasn't it? It was yep. supposed to come out Christmas time, was it? Um, maybe even earlier, I'm yeah. not sure. Yeah. But um, yeah, it was delayed. We actually got it earlier than we expected. We got it earlier than quite a few. Places. Yeah, I don't think they even have it in North America. Yet. No, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm. I think the was it the UK that got it yeah. first. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Or Japan, the UK. Yeah, I think and then UK us. Did. I think. Yeah, yeah. It's funny how Australia seems to get some things quite quickly. Yeah, I mean, usually we get shafted, but like we got in this something situation. recently before Japan, didn't we? Um, oh, the PS4. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah, but that's that's <laughs> more something. that's more Sony going. Just something. Just that yeah. Little, just that that thing. nothing. That's because the Xbox doesn't sell at all in Japan, so that's Sony going. Well, we've got that. Let's get it out in other where markets there's where there's competition. We yeah. know once we release in Japan, it's going to go gangbusters. It doesn't matter. It was so you know, rough how they had such. Um, they had uh, such. Uh, they'd under anticipated how much stock they'd need. And um, Willow, you got yours before Christmas, and mm. Keck, you got yours they're still, months later. No, I still haven't even gotten mine yet. Oh really? It's right, and yeah, you had to. They were so strict with the pre-orders. Mm-hmm. Sorry, this is completely off topic. But we are very much. Off <laughs> sorry, back to the Pokemon. Yeah, so Keck, do you mainly try and catch them all? Um, I have well, my very first game. I clocked up, geez, a few hundred hours. Um, it's a lot of hours. Gold and silver, I did as well. Um, used to actually bring my Game Boy to school, and we used to play it behind the gym. Meanwhile, I was in the gym. <laughs> <laughs> Can't all be cool like you. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, used to yeah, hide behind the gym with our link cables playing oh, gold and silver. You guys. Yeah, we're cute. Adorable. Um, the newer games, I haven't really bothered to do it. Only because I guess I've had other commitments. Yeah, it um, does. It's hard because it's, yeah. it's it's the sort of thing that I, I, I play to catch them all. But I'm, I don't know, like I like collecting things. Like in Uncharted, I love collecting all the trophies and um, all the like hidden treasures and stuff. But it's... I mean, it's a it's a real time sink when you mm-hmm. try and do that. Like, yeah. and and there's lots. <laughs> I know it's it's just crazy. Like, I mean, I try and get through the gyms and stuff as well. Mm. But you know, what's the worst is when you're in like I don't know some grass or something, and you you see like one. Oh, what was it? I, it was like some like a, it was like a, a the perfect gender and level that I uh, wanted. Yeah, yeah. And like I I don't know stuffed it up and it ran away. And I spent like I reckon close to like 30, 40 minutes trying to like wander around the grass and get it to come back. And yeah. it's just like. You know, after that, like I, I real like I need some real downtime from Pokemon for a while. <laughs> yeah, it did get Pokemon. We're not friends anymore. Anything else you on the plus side of the game? Oh, I was very happy with it. It was everything that I expected from it. Yeah. Um, pretty sure I've touched on on everything that I enjoyed about it. Um, cool. Uh, anything we didn't like? Any criticisms of the game, guys? Oh, um, I love Pokemon, so no, not really. As long as I keep bringing them out. Classic yeah. Nintendo pretty, fan response. I'm pretty, um, pretty happy. <laughs> Keep doing what you're doing. Well, it, doesn't, it, look, it works. Yeah, it sells it very work. well. Yeah. It does work. And it really yeah, sucks they... people in, and I, I haven't missed a Pokemon game yet. You I've know, I really all. liked the fact that they um, did the, the X and Y, and they had the, the Charizard. Um, the difference. Yeah. yeah. The yeah. Megas. I thought That's that was cool. maybe something that we should talk about. I'm not sure if you guys... Really yeah. ever had any Megas in your games? When yeah, you I did. did yeah, you? Mega Evolutions, yeah, yeah. quite mm-hmm. a few. I went around and collected the Mega Stones oh, and um, pretty much got all of them on my game. A couple of them are broken, like the Mega Kangaskhan that hits twice. Oh. And I, I found a 
I love Kingscon. It, it's very good because it's made it very viable now. It's yep. very competitively viable. Um, Smogon, who Smogon University, uh, they have their own. They sort of run the competitive battling. There's them and VGC. Um, they're very different. VGC allows a lot of. I'm kind of going off topic here, but it allows a lot of. It's pretty much you can bring most Pokemon to any competitive battle. Mm-hmm. Um, and it doesn't matter. And you could have, you know, a Mewtwo up against someone that just wants to play with something fun. Like, yeah. I'm going to use Muck again because <laughs> I love Muck. Um, and it's not really fair where a Smogon puts them in tiers. Mm-hmm. Mm. So you've got the tier breakdown and you, you can only bring them from that tier. Yeah. Which is a bit more fair. <clears throat> yeah. Um, so, yeah, they've actually banned Kangaskhan, Mega Kangaskhan in competitive because you bring it in, you fake out, which hits first all the time. Yeah. And it hits twice. So then you got that guaranteed hit, and you can hit again, and it, it's just it's always hitting twice, and you're always doing twice the damage, and it's just although no, the second hit does half, but it's irrelevant. It's still very overpowered. Yep. But um, a lot of the megas are, which is unfortunate. So they definitely did the uh, battling, like the competitive battling, like the online stuff, much better. Oh, I think it's stuff people have been waiting for for a long time. I was a little bit disappointed they didn't go further with it. Like there was a lot of innovations. That, but a lot of it was just things people have been calling out for for a long time um, for yeah. them to go online. Like it, it was, it, it was they were great innovations, but they were also long overdue innovations. So it's hard to be too happy with it. It's like this should have been here a while ago, you know. Like this is, yeah. it, it should have been a three DS game. The Black and White Two shouldn't have been a, a DS game. I was disappointed in that. Mm. I understand why they did it, but they had the opportunity to better the product and they chose to go the safe route. That was really disappointing. Um, I felt like they could have done more. I mean, there's some limitations to Pokemon that. Because Pokemon is such a sacred cow with people that it can get away with anything, but you wouldn't accept it in other, any other games. Why does Pokemon have one save file? That's one thing. Like yeah. no other yeah. game can get away with that. I like agree. that is archaic. That is yeah. a, that is ridiculous. Like if any other game you played had one save file, you would be laughing. But yeah. Pokemon gets away with it because they've always done it. If they can do it with Ocarina of Time, which is a massive game, and mm-hmm. the cartridge was huge. Yeah. If they can manage to have three save files, yeah. then Pokemon can. Yeah, it should have multiple save files. I mean, there's other things as well. I mean, the Pokemon Bank, like. Being the, the systems for transferring your Pokemon in previous games were just horrible, like mini games and just rubbish. So it's great that they've done that, but I, I feel like they're just correcting things of games that should have been implemented a long, long time ago. And there's still some things that I'd like to see done. I think the the perspective, I mean, I don't see any reason why they can't go in the next generation full 3D perspective. Like, yeah. why couldn't you have a, like a, almost like a, a platforming type perspective? Like, not a platformer, but, you know, from a, Third person view character walking around yeah. would be that'd be that'd be fantastic. And the old excuse of you know they used to do top down because it was a big game and limited hardware. It's not really there anymore. You know they 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 can go a lot further with it if they wanted to, but they keep it safe and they stick to the formula that they know. And I mean it's great. I, I enjoy it, but. I'm at the point where I played a lot of Pokemon games, and I'm ready for you know take it somewhere exciting. And let's be honest. We're all still waiting for them to make the Pokemon MMORPG. Just do mm. it, like. If they made a big Pokemon world that you could play online, you could play oh, against like people. like Animal Crossing and just... Um, the online element. Like a World yeah. of Warcraft. Like a, I'm talking yeah. like a World of Warcraft type oh, game, okay. but Pokemon. Yeah. Oh, mate. That, my life would end. That would be it. <laughs> like, I would be one of those World of Warcraft people. That'd be it. I would be... The biggest thing with that is, I think, though, they Nintendo really want to churn these games out at yep. least one or two a year, yep. which they have been consistently since it started. Yep. For them to create a game like that, like you're asking... 
they may not be able to do that for two years. I'd be fine with that. Look, it's and at a point where they've churned out, they've made plenty of money, they've churned out enough games. Let's really go for some innovation now. Like, it's, they've been doing the same thing for a long time. And it's great. Nintendo, and they're, yeah. they're always played they're safe. They're very safe. It does make you wonder where they're going to go after this, though. I mean, are they going to no, keep Are they going to do game. like a rehash? It works. Or they will, I'll it. fork my money out every single time. Uh, See, and that's, I have the same reaction yeah, as that, Shams. That's, that's my problem with it. It's like, I mean, and I, they like that with all their franchises as well. Like, I, I wasn't a big Pokemon fan as a kid. I've only sort of, um, <clears throat> excuse me, gotten into it as an adult. And um, I mean, I, I, I think it's, I think it would have been really hard for me to get into um, uh, Pokemon X or Y if, if there were like, you know, Pokemon Black or White mm-hmm. one or two. I just, I don't see such a like a huge leap in in anything. And I think because it was really fortunate for me that they did have this like really big design update. Um, they did other things um, that we sort of mentioned before that it was it was kind of like playing a different game with the same familiar elements. But if, if they bring out another one that's exactly like this, I don't know. Which if, they will. Yeah, it's, it's I mean, nearly, I, it's nearly a lock. They'll do it's their pretty inevitable. But I, I don't know if I would bother with it. I mean, they're all really similar. Like you know, at, at, in terms of like your objective and what you want to do, like it's interesting. They're the same gym leaders, the same wake up in your town, the same yeah. side of people. Like they could and, mix it. Why can't you start as like? Some guy, or why, why is it always a kid on a journey? Like, do you know what I want? You don't to have to do the same thing every time. No, of course. The, the thing that I want, and I'm sure a lot of people agree with me here, what? is why can't you just create a game where you can choose one of any starter from any generation? Oh, yeah. yeah. Why just the three? Yeah. Implement yeah. new ones, that's fine, but it still give us the chance yeah. to yeah. choose those previous ones. Yeah, exactly. Why not? Yeah, and, What's stopping you from and have more Pokemon available. To, like, they've got, what, 700 Pokemon now? Yeah. Like, you can still only catch early in the game maybe 50, 100. Like, put them all out there. Like, yeah. maybe with rare encounter rates. Like, maybe there's some that, you know, is really rare ones. You might very – but it's still possible to see them. Like, most of them it's just, like, you can find 10 Pokemon in this area. No, I should be able to find 700 Pokemon in that area. But maybe it's, like, nearly impossible that I will see that. But there's a chance that I might. Wouldn't that be interesting? I think it all, it makes it harder for them to... They, they want this... They're still flogging this gotta-catch-em-all thing. Mm. They want you to be able to know where each Pokemon is. And you go to Route 1 and you, you know mm. what's there. And you go to Route 2 and you know what's there. But this would make it so much more interesting and unpredictable. It and, would. But yeah. it's... Yeah. Going, I understand completely. Yeah. I, I do agree with you. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we've covered off on Pokemon. Um, staying on Nintendo... Sacred Lambs, actually. Wait, Nintendo wait. Again, Willow, again. How many bits out of eight? Oh, I've done it again. I've skipped the eight-bit What is your problem with the eight-bit? Right? Yep, you yep, seem yep. to remember it more when it was like, you know, out of legs. So maybe we should go back to the legs. Yeah, maybe we should. Maybe we did that in the last episode. <laughs> so how many... Well, let's start with you, Kek. How many bits out of eight? It's a Pokemon game, so it automatically at least gets seven. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't back up. He's never going to give eights and drop another eight out. Yeah, I um, no, uh, there, I would argue that there's only one Pokemon game that gets an eight for me and that's Pokemon Red. Like Pokemon Red? Okay. Um, that was, it's once again, the nostalgic factor. And yeah. I played through it a lot and I really only had that and Super Mario Land on Game Boy. Cool. So they were the two games Underrated I really game. played. Yeah, Somewhere definitely. Yep. Um, I'm sure we'll touch on that later. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would probably give X and Y. I played Y, so I'd probably give Y maybe a seven and a half. Seven and a half as well. Yeah. Okay. Shams? Um, I feel like I'm going to upset a lot of people, but like, I mean, I, like I said, I don't have that same connection with Pokemon as you guys do. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's really fun as a, like, I, I'm one of those people who's just, you know, started playing it really yeah, recently. Yeah, yeah, so I reckon that. maybe like a, maybe like a five out of seven. 
five out of oh, eight. Okay. Oh, Sorry, sorry that, five out of eight. Five heart, out of eight bits. I know. I'm really sorry. I'm going to give it, it a 6.5, which... Is this, I mean, if you were doing an out of ten system, that's about a seven and a half. So that's still pretty high. That's still that's still a, it's still a good game. So yeah, about a six point five. All right. Well, moving on from Pokemon, let's have a look at another Nintendo franchise. We are talking about Donkey Kong Country: The Tropical Freeze, which is coming out on the Wii U. Now we've seen a, we've seen a bit of information on this game. We've seen some trailers. Uh, what do we think? Do we think it's got some potential? We, we I think we all well we played it as kids. Keck, I think Shams has played a limited amount of it. As a, yeah, not so it, much. Yeah. As a kid. I mean, I, I, reckon, I must have played through it like a few times, but not like a real, again, diehard fan or anything. Yeah. Yep, but you were Keck. Oh, uh, from the start, yeah. I was once <laughs> again, surprise, Keck. Once again, <laughs> lucky enough that I got my Super Nintendo. It wasn't on launch day, but it was very close. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of my first games that I did get was um, Donkey Kong Country. Mm-hmm. I played it so much, like to the point now where I can pretty much play through it very quickly. There are quite a few levels that get me. Yeah, it is a um, tough game. It is a very tough game. Yeah. Playing, looking back on it now, it is very tough. You think, geez, I had a lot of some patience of those, as a kid. Some of those cannon levels where you've got to line up the cannons yeah, and shoot, are they brutal? The barrels. Yeah, are the barrels and the cannons. Barrels, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it, it does. I, I do hold a lot of love for that game. Um, then I played the one on the Wii and... I, I really liked it, don't get me wrong, but it just wasn't the same. No. Um, I mean, look, they've done everything they they possibly could to make it as similar, mm-hmm. but it just doesn't have that nostalgia factor for me, unfortunately. But looking at the new one, it does look good. Um, the music got me. Uh, I'm not sure if they're reusing the same music as yeah. what they used on the original. But It looks like it for the water level. I yeah, the, the, they use the same for the water, um, for the shooting across in the barrels, mm-hmm. for the, even the minecart. So it all sounded very similar. Um, it did, yeah. It, it looks good to me. I, I can't wait to play it. So you're excited to go out and get it? I'm always excited to play. I mean, it, it, games, so. it, yeah, of course, silly question. <laughs> um, I mean, it looks uh, it looks like a, a cleaner, updated version of, um, I guess, the original Super Nintendo one. It I, does stay safe to the same mechanics, though, doesn't it? Yeah, all the levels look like, oh, I've seen that before. Exactly, yeah. It's just like, a, like you, know, you know, more precision and stuff. Um, I think, for me, it was... I'm going to sound like such a terrible gameplay here, but um, I think it was like a pretty hard game for, for like of all the options that I had for me, like playing it, it was pretty difficult to like, you know, line it up and, and yeah. do well for me. So I didn't play it as much, but yeah. I mean, it looks like, um, it looks like, you know, if it's going to be in true Nintendo style, it looks like it'll have like some easy options there for people who struggled to make yeah, the first yeah, yeah. time around. That white Donkey Kong that they had in the oh, first yeah, one. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, But no, I mean, it looks fine. It's definitely the sort of thing that I think now uh, I'm a bit defiant and I'm like, yeah, no, no, I can, I got this, I'll do it. So I, I definitely have a crack. And The Wii U does need some titles like this, doesn't it? Yeah. It's good to say that they're... Some heavy hitters. This is what I bought it for. Yep. <laughs> it's, I don't have many games. Really? You didn't buy it for Nintendo now? Oh, definitely, I did. Yes, that was that was fun. That was, that was good. I like the uh, the ghost, ghost uh, mini game, but that's yeah. that's about it. I didn't like much. Yeah, I did want to um, talk about as well what I did like. Um, just looking at the trailer, it looks like you can actually play as Dixie Kong. Ah, Dixie's yeah, back from number two. Um, and that was nice because with the other with the originals, it was either Donkey Kong or Diddy Kong. It was um, Dixie and Diddy or yeah. um, Kitty and Diddy. That's very hard to say. Try saying yeah, that. I know. Try saying very that impressed. three times quickly. 
Um, but it's not, it would be nice if you could actually choose the combination. Now, I, I, that's all I've seen. I've seen that trailer, so I'm not 100% certain if that's how they're doing it. I'm sure there's something on the internet that says whether they are. But if they are, it'd be very good. I would like to see that. Yeah. If you could choose your character. Yeah, yeah I don't know whether it's context specific or not. Yeah. Um, what are your yeah. thoughts, Willow? Looks good. Um, I, I, I mean, it's funny. I played it a fair bit as a kid, but I wasn't super intrigued in the Wii version for whatever reason. I mean, I think I played it once, but I do still play the retro versions. I've got them on Virtual Console on the Wii. Um, but yeah, no, I'll give this one a look only because I'm looking for some Wii U games. Uh, I don't have too many. I've got uh, Mario... Uh, both the Mario games and Nintendo Land at this point, so yeah, a new Wii U game would be great, and yeah, I'll probably jump on board that and give it a go. I think it's got some real potential. Um, I, I like some of the mechanics that they're showing that are uh, true to the classic, but geez, I hope they throw in some uh, innovation as well. I, I want to see them do some things different, like I always do, and I'm hoping Nintendo don't play it too safe on this one. Well, that's all we have time for today. Thanks for listening to our podcast. Uh, keep an eye on our Facebook and Twitter pages because we will be launching our new website in the coming week. Uh, we will be posting a link on there if you want to keep an eye on everything that's happening at 8-Bit to the future. Feel free to leave us a review on iTunes as well if you do happen to listen to it through that platform. We would greatly appreciate it and it helps us grow. Um, this is Willow signing off. Feel free to add me on the PlayStation Network as well. My username is potato underscore salad and I am playing a fair bit of PlayStation 4 at the moment so you might be able to see me on there. And bye from Shams. If you'd like to add me on PlayStation, I'm condolence underscore ham. Yep. Uh, see you later, guys. I'm Keck. Um, my PlayStation Network name is uh, Eels, with, uh, all caps, with three E's before it. So that's E-E-E-L-S. So e- 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 all right. Thanks for listening, guys. We will catch you next episode.